Hello everyone. We wanted to start this episode a little bit differently than we normally do and just state a few things. First off, both Lauren and I uh, fully support the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement and want to be very blatant about that. Now is not really the time for white voices to add to the conversation. This is the time to listen to people of color and wanted to list a few resources if you are looking to learn and act. Uh, these are some resources that have been put by, forward by people of color that are uh, in the place that's suitable to put that information out. Uh, one would be that I would point you to is The Great Unlearn, which is a library of information about dissecting systemic racism and how you can learn about it. Uh, again, that's a great unlearn, and that's put together by activist Rachel Cargill, that's, and she's actually out of Ohio. Uh, one that's been circulating, and you may have heard as well, is the book White Fragility, so that we can learn about uh, how we as white people are uh, reluctant to have candid conversations about race. And finally, uh, Jane Elliott, who uh, teaches on racism, and the barriers that are in place within our society. Um, I learned about her as a recommendation from Killer Mike during his emotional speech to the city of Atlanta about uh, what's happening right now. Yeah, amazing. I've got a couple more as well. Um, Carol Anderson's book, White Rage, which discusses the unspoken truth of our racial divide, uh, is a really valuable voice right now. Obviously, um, like Annie said, we're... Uh, we're, we're making our podcast, um, but obviously our voice is not really the one that needs to be heard right now. Um, if you're looking for something to really shake you up, scare you, and inspire you, Obama actually had a town hall meeting that he titled Anguish and Action that they posted this morning. Um, a bunch of incredible leaders in black communities came and gave uh, riveting talks and also had an open dialogue where they asked each other hard questions, but what stood out to me most was um, my brother's Keeper Alliance is the foundation that Obama actually started. And there's a youth leader from our hometown of Columbus, Ohio, named Playon Patrick, who gave uh, a performance of a poem that he wrote called 2020 Quarantine Killings that will absolutely take your breath away. Um, I, I really needed to hear that today. Uh, if you're interested in ways that you can help um, if you're feeling like you want to protest and you don't feel like it's safe for you and your family, it's not the only way to support the Black Lives Matter movement, which is something we've been discussing amongst our friends, because um, some of us don't necessarily feel safe. The protests have become more peaceful, and there are family options. There's a, an option this weekend in Clintonville where families can go and be safe and protest. You can also um, find incredible aggregators of places to help you find where to donate your money. New York Magazine has a beautiful aggregate of um, different places to give your money, and it's all divided into different things like victim memorial funds, bail funds. Um, at, I'm sure you know about the Act Blue mega funds, um, frontline workers, uh, places where you can go to donate um, PPE, water, milk, and masks to protesters. Um, community enrichment organizations, youth-led organizations, and money to give. If you were hoping to focus on policy reform, there are incredible resources there. So just to emphasize once again, if you're in the mood for some birth barf, we are, we're overdue on discussing some of our really big races right now. Um, but if you feel like now is not the time to be silly or to hear white voices, we deeply respect that and you can come back to us whenever you're ready um, now is the time to go out and learn and listen um, but if you're if you're down and you're in the mood birth barf is here to be birth barfy okay Whew. On, a different, on a different note so hi lauren hi annie how you doing in there it's been a rough week yeah, I mean, it just, um, and I'll, I'll overshare in this episode, we, we had some reductions at work and um, impacts to finan finances and things like that. So it's, I, I, 
uh, been feeling, I keep feeling the words overwhelmed and obsessed. Like, I just keep having thoughts that I can't, like, let go of. So I just Mm -hmm. keep thinking, like, uh, you know, it's like I'll start thinking about the protest and it's just stuck there. And it just, Mm -hmm. like, it just continues to circle through. Or then I start to think about work. It's just, it's, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm not, I'm not unique in this. It just, that has been the... Yeah, it's just been, it's been a big yeah. week, and yeah, I know we started the episode as we did. We're gonna transition into talking about other stuff that, like, do, you know, in the grand silly stuff. It doesn't matter. It's no, really it doesn't silly. matter at all. Yeah, but like, uh, in contrast to like things we've done as of late, I've just I've learned I can be a lot of things at one time. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so like silly, yeah. fun, deeply depressed, yeah. stuck in a washing machine of anxiety and obsession, uh, feeling anger, feeling guilt, feeling rage, yeah. feeling inappropriate. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Humans are complex creatures. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. we know this, but here we are. Um, yeah, and I, you know, this is probably like a better. Uh, you know, I'm probably doing a little bit of a spoiler, but I found myself finishing my attempt at dev- double Everesting, doing 58,000 feet of gain over the course Ooh. of a week, while the city, while Columbus, Ohio, is exploding. And yeah. I, I'm just like, I feel <laughs> conflict of things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was celebrating my birthday. And then didn't even let myself feel the guilt about it till Monday morning when I was like, you entitled piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. but I, I do want to because, um, you know, we're not going to stop being us. I do, we, you and I both did, did a thing since the last time we talked, which is, yeah. and they were kind of epic. You know, we talked about last yeah. time, you know, like our epic upcoming. So you did your lockdown adventure race. A, a virtual adventure race attempt, and I did limitless. So I, I, I don't know if you have a if you have a preference. My my update is very monotonous in the as far as like how I got there, and I feel like the adventure race is like this <laughs> colorful bouquet of things, and I feel like mine was like food rations. Like if we're to compare this, oh. yours is like a smorgasbord, and just in the way that you get there, you know what I mean? Just in the design of the things. Like Limitless was designed to be a grind. Adventure Race was meant to be this hard, grand adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we came to some of the same places in our minds as a result, but I was physically and mentally all over the map. Um, man, Strava, help a sister out. Really? Okay. I was going to look for my segments or my, my activities, but it's not showing me. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? I'm happy to. We can also yeah. bounce back and forth. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, go for, you go first and I want like all of you, cause you and I talked about this a little bit, but like I want, I want, like, the the full go everything of giving, oh. so, yeah. I have the me. analog version here in my diary. Ooh, we should talk about the important role that paper has played in our adventures. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah? What, what has it done for you? Uh, well, no, I was just thinking, so I remember very distinctly when I came upon Jamil Curry's Run Steep videos for the first oh. time, and it was after we had and watched had the that... Western States lottery. Yes! And we binge watch all these Run Steep episodes, which if you haven't watched all the Run Steep episodes on YouTube, I highly encourage you. I highly encourage you to. Um, But there's one in particular where he's working on getting like a hundred thousand feet again. There's some. He was training for Barkley again. He was he was training for. I don't think he was training for Barkley when they he made that. I think it was Rhonda Dell Sims. Or maybe it was Rhonda Del Sims on the way to Barkley. Maybe you're right. It was Rhonda Del Sims as part of his Barkley training. Rhonda Del so Sims makes... sounds like a lady who works in clerical. <laughs> <laughs> so so he makes this giant, like, craft paper uh, sheet that he hangs up on, like, in the office of Our Viper Running. And he's filling it in as he's doing the gain each week. And it, like, scratches such an arts and crafts mm-hmm. itch for me. Also like, feet I... of gain itch. Yes, I just like to have like uh, all of your favorite I need things. To do something like that. So, Lauren, you made and you shared it on our last episode. You made a poster board, mm. or no? You shared your initial 
your initial schedule, but you made a poster board that said, on this day I'm doing this, and on this day I'm doing this, with, like, little smiley faces and mm -hmm. places to put post-its when you had done things, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, dear me! Yeah. <laughs> it is a juicy feeling, and I was so sad when it was over that I threw it away. I, I don't know what... I never throw things away, so it was very unlearned. It's very you unlearned. You know something that's hilarious and that just continue. It's so funny because I feel like you and I are either in complete lockstep mm -hmm. or we are at an absolute opposites in order to balance the yes. chi of the world. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. The yin and yang of it. Yes, of it, so Lang I and Lord. I made, I, like, printed out, like, stationery from Pinterest or something. I saw it. It was cute. To make, like, a rainbow-trimmed line paper that I could put an entry in pencil each activity that I did for Limitless that had, like, my gain for that activity and the cumulative gain so that I could be, like, paper and pencil, baby, paper and pencil. And guess what I did with my sheet? So what, what? do I usually do with my paper stuff? Throw it away. It's on my refrigerator. <laughs> oh, so and that's the complete balance of things. You always keep on. You always hold on to your stuff. You throw always. It away. I always throw away my stuff. I and you saved it. And that I is saved weird. It. I, that's super yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, I always have my Lauren Fleshman Believe Journal, and I keep track. I've been keeping track for five years in a Believe Journal. Wow. Um, I love really? it. Five mm -hmm. years. Well. Yeah, because it was, was it four, it was four years ago that we did San Diego, so I have four and a half years of logged information. But wow. yeah, uh, I love it because it shows me what, what injuries you can run through, because I always draw my injuries in my, in my diary. Mm -hmm. um, so, I started the weekend with the weirdest thing ever. There was no instructions in the actual, like, manual that said you had to get your geocaches during physical activities that you did, like during segments of the race, like if okay. the race is started, you can start geocaching. Oh, okay. So if you, so technically then could you go out on a geocache only mission separate mm -hmm. from your stages? Okay. That's yep. good to know. Yep. So I started. You have to go stage by stage. So do you, did you have to do, you didn't have to do the stages in order. No, you can do seven stages. I think seven stages. Maybe five? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe five stages in any order. One yeah, stage is three. One stage is three sections long. Okay. So, uh, yes, you can definitely do them in any order. But Friday night, I began by um, grabbing my first tree climb geocache in my hood. I'm. Annie knows this. I'm afraid of bridges, walking across logs, and climbing trees of any height. I'm desperately afraid of heights. I feel like I can get up, I just can't get down. Like, everything about it scares the tinkle out of me. Um, so I climbed a tall pine tree and uh, hugged it so hard coming back down that I scraped my entire body up. And I was just covered in like blood and bruises and just huge horrible scrapes on both of my arms. But uh, I feel like that was a good start to the weekend because I had a moment where I was, I'm a nearly 40-year-old woman hugging almost the top of a pine tree in my neighborhood. And I just thought, you're a fucking weirdo, man. You are a deep, bizarre lady. What uh, are you up to? Things. You, can you can find adventure anywhere. Adventure can be made from anything. And if you say almost 40-year-old again, I'm going to slap you. I just turned 38 on Sunday. I am an does, elderly that woman. As, that does not count as almost 40. My also, bones. Not My to bone mention, density. You were 37 when you did the adventure race. I was, and it's my lucky number. I don't know if it was my lucky year, but it's something. But yes, you can, find, you can find adventure anywhere at any time. You could make anything precarious if you want to. You could stand on your roof for most of the day. Anyway... I found myself in the tree thinking, this is going to be good. So, I found a way to slide my body down the bark of a pine tree. And then I did my hour of strength training, which was a terrible idea. I should have saved that for very last. Because I did abs and arms. And, I did a, and it has to be 60 minutes. So I did a 60-minute mm -hmm. arms workout. 
that was so hard that I couldn't, like, put a jacket on the next morning because my, my wingies wouldn't move. I'm going to read the description for the stages from the race directions. Okay. Uh, one can, so stage seven of eight. So there were eight official stages. Stage seven, strength building. Guidelines are one continuous hour of upper body, core strength building. Any combination of weights, bands, or body weight is excessive acceptable so lest anyone think that you could just run in place or do lunges or use the main parts of our bodies that we've developed our legs no no arms upper body core strength exclusively for an hour ouchie so and then the next uh segment was uh probably the the best (laughs) i mean which is a choose your own adventure segment um they, they, their instructions were like, what is the thing that you wish you could do in an, in like an adventure race? Like, what's your dream segment in an adventure race? And some people, we've, Annie and I have looked at the results. Some people puzzled. Some people like rode a scooter around their neighborhood. Wasn't there was there some, like a pogo stick or like hula hooping? Or? Someone was like, I shoveled compost for two hours. I don't know. Oh, um, so I had a dance marathon. Uh, that I live streamed on the internet, and I had to do that with the sound off because uh, Facebook booted me off for copyright. Yeah. So have you ever wondered if that worked? That functionality worked? It does. It works. How fast did you get kicked off? Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Minutes. So that was actually fun, and I thought it was going to make me really sore because I don't. I don't know. I haven't danced for two hours straight since I, like, went to a rave in 2001. Uh, It was delicious. I had a blast. I didn't know that my husband's face was in the shot when I did it, and so there's definitely footage of my husband looking not that interested in my dance marathon while sitting on the couch watching hockey. between you two was was some of the best part. Okay, good. Because I think what it did, so if you ever heard that joke about, like, when they do the Olympics, somebody always says, like, they should really put, like, a normal person there because the Olympians make it look yes. so effortless. So, yes. yes, it's strange to see you dancing in your home to silence, yeah. but it does, without the context of knowing that normal life continues on yeah. five feet away from you. <laughs> yeah, he was not terribly it into it. it. It just makes the picture that much richer. <laughs> yeah, he was not, he was not, like, loving it, but it's just another one of those Dharma get down from their moments. So, uh, I want to say that Saturday was the hardest, but it, that would be a lie. Saturday I had to do, how the hell did I do this? Jesus, I had to do a four-hour road ride where I got a bunch of pictures of specific items, and then I had to do a multidisciplinary segment. And I wish I had had a kayak because it would have made things a lot easier. But I ended up doing a four-hour urban ride and got a blasted through a bunch of weird geocaches on the west side. There's tons of them, and they're just, like, in parking lots. It's very weird. Um, wow. It's wild. Uh, and then I did the bike run bike out near Denison. I did a two-hour road bike, a two-hour trail run and a one-hour road bike to finish it off. The road biking was, like, kind of okay. It was good. I got to see, like, uh, a lot of beautiful flowers and eat a lot of brownies. Um, The trail run was both, like, ecstatically beautiful and also horrendous. It was, like... we haven't mentioned that it was, like, 80-plus degrees either. Full sun. And not just just 80-plus, but 80-plus when it's not been that warm... In, in a while, it was kind. Of, it was that no out of nowhere kind of hot day. So luckily, bad. you handle heat better, much better than I do. Whew. I didn't. I was like, oh, beautiful mushrooms. I was like stopping and walking to like touch things and like listening to like old folk music that I adore and just being like, look at all this moss. Mmm, so juicy. And then there are so many weird routes that are like out and backs or circles at Denison. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had gone so far into the rabbit hole that I was, I was completely lost. So I had to download all trails and Google Maps, discovered that I wasn't on any trails that are on any maps. You I don't know how that happened. and navigated out of there. What I did. I, I literally did that. I ended up using just like a, not a bearing, but like, that 
direction is a road, and I bushwhacked to a road. And then I had yeah. to run a, a mile back on the, on the steaming fucking hot asphalt. So that was really hard. And then I had to get back on a bike. By the time I got back to the parking lot and I was, like, in my, like, fake triathlon transition phase, there were, like, cute little couples coming in and, like, going on, like, little afternoon hikes. And I'm, like, Ugh, uh, I'm, like, eating grapes while they're coming out of my nose. I'm, like, changing my socks as fast as I can. I got probably got, like, one boob out of my sports bra. I'm covered in, like... Dirt, sweat, moss, garbage. I'm just, like, eating junk food. Uh, I'm out of my goddamn mind. And I'm looking at my bike just going, <laughs> Oh, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. It was horrible. And remind me, you did, you did road bike in the morning, and then did you, did you use road bike again for the afternoon? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I know you and I had briefly talked, and you were like, I feel weird getting back on my road bike, and I was thinking, like, eh, I don't think so, because it also occurred to me later, an adventure race, you have one bike. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. That is what I ended that up is. doing 75 miles of biking that day. When was the last time, besides Adventure Race Nationals, that you've done 75 miles in one day? Eight years ago? <laughs> I, and I know I've made this comment before, but the pandemic has made all of these extraordinary things ordinary. So for you to just be like, well, that's what I got to do, and then to just do it, I mean, that's remarkable. It was that's awesome. It was remarkable. It was awesome. Like, oh, let's, because I think if you would have asked in normal times, like, hey, Lauren, if you, if you needed to ride 75 miles in one day, what, what do you think? You'd be like, maybe say, in a few months, or maybe if I train for it, or it happened to I could do really 50, good. and my ass would hurt really bad. But not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this thing, and then on, on Wednesday, I'll figure out how I'm going to break this out, but I don't know how many miles I'm going to do. What? <laughs> That's amazing. No. That's Thank amazing. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, and so how many caches did you, geocaches, did you get on Saturday? None. None. Okay. Oh, I got I got four in the morning. I got one that I missed. It was a five parter. I got I you have to go to the clues to get to the last part. I got all four of the clues. Got to the last part and it was behind a locked door because of COVID. Oh. Horrible. So I got four and then I got to Denison and I realized later and Laura Calmtoys acknowledged this as well. The app was glitch was glitching. And so when I got to Denison, it said there were no geocaches in the area. And oh. I didn't know what to do about that. And I just thought there weren't any. There definitely are. The app just glitched really hard. So I got oh, four bummer. in the AM, okay. awesome. but I got none in a five-hour excursion. So that was a bummer. You do sometimes have, have to, to pick your brain on that delete to, to know. and re-download. I'm going to have to pick your brain to know how to do the geocaches uh, best. Yeah, if it looks like there's nothing around, delete and re-download. Um, so I came home and I was like, oh, I'm going to eat a pile of garbage. And I had like two bites of falafel and one bite of pita. And I was like, that's all I want. Blech. Remember that time when you tried to buy me a whole pizza and a hot pretzel after I ran Mohican 100? And I was like, yeah. I know something's wrong because I don't like any of this. Yeah. That's how I felt. I know. That's like when I said the tomato soup at Panera was too spicy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, so then I knew I had to... Oh, the next morning I did a three-hour trail run, which felt like nothing, and I found a bunch of geocaches, like five at least. And your trail I, run you did it at... Sharon Woods. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I did a three-hour mountain bike at Mohican. It was so bad and hard. And my butt ripped open. <laughs> Not my butthole. The seams of the cheeks that touch the chamois. Wait, <laughs> just... I, I, need to, I need to know. All right, like so... your butt crack area or the... Under, okay, the, so I'm drawing, like, the banana boat that is, like, the chamois. Okay, yes, the, yes, yes. The part of the, your butt cheeks, 
So if these are your butt cheeks, like, okay, here's an example. If you sat on a toilet for a super long time and stood up and you just had a little ring where the toilet was, yeah, that's where I done ripped my cheeks off. A little bit tighter in. But just, just look like somebody, like, took a dull knife and was like, 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 carved my butt into a jack-o'-lantern. So for those following along, the inguinal fold, inguinal fold and vulva. <laughs> what? The inguinal fold? Did yeah, you just look I, it up? No, I think that's, I think that's right. Oh, no! Why did I? Oh, God! Oh, God! That's not where it was. And shame oh, on you. Up. Is that no. in the front? That's, uh, it appears to be... Maybe only on a male. Oh, no, it's not, not just on okay. a man, I don't think. No, the inguinal fold is just like the inside of your chubbies. And holy oh, cow, okay. if I could please unlearn everything I just saw. <gasps> <gasps> oh my god! I meant, I thought the under I have it wrong. <laughs> I can't stop looking and now I have to turn it off immediately and I regret everything. That actually, like, takes the wind out of me. Okay, anyway. But, no. but I do know where the vulva is, right? Sure you do. No, my, my vagine was fine. And actually, it, they weren't open wounds. They were just, like, two red lines that hurt. Yeah. So I had to get back on a mountain bike. Because when all was said and done, you ended up having your ass on a, on a bike seat for... For 95 miles. And how many hours? Oh, my God. Four, five, six, seven. 11 hours. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I went to Mohican. It was hot. My husband went hiking. Um, and the first few miles, I'm sure you know it because you everybody's hiked it or run it. It is just two solid miles of uphill switchbacks. And on a bike, I mean, when Annie and I walk it, we're like, how do people mountain bike this? And, I mean, it's been a long time for me. I, I think it's been four years since I've raced it. But I went, I went and tried to go uphill, like, to give you an idea of how fast I used to be and how bad I suck now, doesn't bother me at all. Not at all. Don't be sad for me. It took me three hours to do a 20-mile ride at Mohican, where I did an out and back. Four years ago, when I raced the Mohican loop for the state championships race, I raced the entire 26-mile loop in two hours and four. I don't think that's how physics work. Oh, my God. I mean, it's from chasing women. Like, you really just get on their wheel and you think, I'll die if I don't stay on and I, I must stay on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. Anyway, I did some sitting and I let the clock run because I really needed to, like, my heart rate and my ears with the wah-wah and the eyeballs burning and the sweating and the bugs and just, like, feeling like you're going to die. It was so bonkers hard. That's Bonkers. the thing I don't understand about mountain biking, and maybe one day I'll get there, but, like, if you are going up a mountain on your feet, you can almost always go slower. Like, if you need to move forward at two inches at a time, by golly, you do that. Yeah, There is no way to go. You cannot always go slower on a mountain bike. You Often have to keep going. Or you go fall. Slow at all. Yeah, you'll fall off. And that happened to me once. I put a toe down. I had to unclip once because I was like, I have to walk this. I cannot even make this turn. Um, but I was proud for staying on for a lot of the technical stuff, even if I was slower. Like, I navigated, you know, that really gnarly-ass rock garden that's in, like, the first three miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, there's, like, the big boulder one where we saw that guy puking one year. Mm-hmm. I rolled right down that without even tinkling in panties. That's great. Boom. Uh, also got to drive home and get milkshakes with Scotty, which is like, mm, it's the only food my body wanted in the whole world. And then Monday I finished off. Oh, also, Scotty came to Mohican and hiked. Monday I went to Great Seal to do my bushwhack. Scotty also, so Scotty hiked a total of six hours in two days. So Scotty went balls to walls too. Also really good, yeah. Amazing. Uh, the last leg I did was the bushwhack, which I would say... Um, was as fun as the two-hour dance party, if not more fun. Um, I fell. I slipped down some hills. I lost my phone in some sand mud. I lost my hair tie. I was wearing hiking pants so I don't get poison ivy. Um, P.S. Also, I'd like to 
say a big ups to my main man, my lord and savior, uh, Zanfell. <laughs> <laughs> the poison ivy cream, uh, which I washed with every day, as hard as I could with boiling water. did you get water. poison ivy? I did not. I mean, that's incredible. You get poison ivy by from looking talking at, about it. Yes. I got it this week from running in the woods near my house without touching anything. I just got it on my stomach and both of my arms. But last week, I scrubbed with Xanfell every day and I didn't get any. Which is, it's insane. Because I was really, I got into some brush where like you and I have oriented before. Where you just get like, you're like, I can make it through. I can just, we, we can just make it through. We you just keep going. We, we just make it through this one little patch of brush. And then you just go, oh, fuck. And you're just, your legs, like there's a giant tree stump between your legs. There's bramble way past your eyes. And you're just, like, something stuck on your pack. Your arms are being cut open. And you're just like, ah, I'm in too deep. There's no there's well, no way to go. There's no way to go that doesn't hurt. Wall. This yeah. is actually a wall. So I went through some walls. I found some incredible mushrooms. I found some incredibly hard geocaches, some cool geocaches. I went looking for a cache that no one's found in years inside a giant rock formation where I had to take my pack off. And like take a flashlight in, and then I got stuck in a cre- like a crevice. Whoa, cool! It was great. I was how like, did, oh, I got. I'm gonna panic now. How did you plan your route? Did you go? Cause there was it wasn't just geocaches though, right? Wasn't it like re- you had to do X number of reentrants and spurs? I knew that and... I would get them. Mm-hmm. I kn- I know where they are generally in Great Seal, so I knew if I yeah. needed to head towards water, I know where the big rocks are. Um, whatever those rocks are called. So instead of, so if here are those two gigantic rocks where people usually chill out with their horses that yeah. usually come up through at like Footloose mile two and a half. Footloose rock. That's what we used yeah. to call it. Yeah. Um, so instead of coming up and through Footloose rock, I came, I bushwhacked straight from the bottom to the top to intersect, to bisect it. Yeah. There are a lot of great, there are a lot of great places at Great Seal where the trail diverts off before it hits the top of things. And it is pretty great to just bushwhack to the top of those things. Like, I don't know. I don't know the the ruling from an environmental perspective about that. I don't feel like at Great Seal you're tromping on anything uh, special. Uh, so I don't know. That's all right. Hikers but, did um, yell at me. Who did? Hikers did yell at me. Coming down the switchbacks, um going up to bald they were like there's a trail here yeah i don't know not thinking about it la, la, la. yeah yeah and i mean they've held orienteering events there so it's so yeah. you must be able to bushwhack there i also yeah, attacked I so. bald from the backside, which is longer and steeper and insane and just like very peaceful i had a crazy good time and then i just bombed back down towards frisbee it like mm-hmm. full speed. Um, I'm really sad. I would re- really like to find the geocache that's in the, the crevice someday. I, I hope that oh, like you didn't don't... find it. I thought you found the one that you did find the one that had been found in years. Got it. Mm-mm. No, I did find one that people marked as very difficult, and I was like, it's not here. And I was like, you're not leaving. It was really fun. It felt like a real orienteering race because what I did was I just bombed in straight from Frisbee, grabbed a uh, geocache, and I was just like, I'm going to run as fast as I can to all the geocaches, and then I'm just going to come back when I'm done. So I ended up doing five in a, in a somewhat loop and making it right on time. Awesome. It felt It felt like orienteering. It, I missed it so much. That's a, I feel like that, that feeling or that knowledge is so fleeting. With orienteering, I feel like when I haven't done it for a little while, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. But it, it starts to fall into that, like, same thought of it being, like, a discipline that you and I do that I forget how novel it is. It's very novel. It's so fun. It's, it's treasure hunting. I, I, I am obsessed with geocaching now, and I want to get geocaches wherever I go. So that was my uh, delightful and delicious lockdown race. I could not have liked it more. I, I would have done it twice. I... I was obsessed with every moment of it. Adore. Best. And you did, you did a total of 21 hours. A total mm-hmm. of how many bike miles? I did a total of 94 bike miles. Mm-hmm. And how many on-foot miles? 
Um, like twenty four. And I just I went really like negative. I really like cumulative stats, so um, not for purposes of dieting, because, you know, fuck dieting. Uh, do you know how many calories you burn between all of your activities? No. I didn't even look at it. Do you always have your heart rate monitor on, right? Yes. Yes, I do. I, just because, like, dancing, for example, doesn't translate to miles done or on, on bike or foot, and, like... Geo, like to even your miles on feet, like yeah, you did twenty four miles, but that you spent a lot more time on feet. I just I burned five hundred calories in the two hour dance marathon. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Because I think what I'll say normal kind of like low uh, whatever cardio is like five hundred for an hour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you to do that for two hours of dancing is pretty good because like. Uh, your dancing was very choice. It was not, it was not like balls out dancing. So 500 calories for two hours is. I had to, I knew I couldn't go crazy. No, you got to do endurance dancing. Yeah, I did. I did. I sashayed around, around the place. I don't know why my bike section doesn't show me my calories burned, which makes me very angry. It shows you your power. Stupid bikers. They don't know anything. Hmm. But yes, if you could find out total uh, calories burned, get back to me, I'd appreciate it. I will. I will. Um, So, and then I'm briefly going to just unload a couple other races before we talk about Limitless, because I've had so many races since this race. Um, We joked for literally months now about the great toilet paper chase of 2020. Um, I did a one-miler, and I ran my fastest mile in eight years. I did a 703. And I'm very proud and of it. And also, it was like 84 degrees. I'm just going to keep coming back to the heat. It was very uncomfortable and not fun. I did not like it. Um, yes, and you then did. I, you can say no. you didn't like it, but don't you like that you did it? A 703? Yes, I did. Okay. And I, I want to give myself excuses. Like, part of it was really uphill, part of it was really in the headwind, and it was too hot to run a mile. So, I mean, I've got a lot of excuses, but in the end, that's the time that I had. That's the time that I ended up with. It's really good. Thank you. Uh, and then this week I ran, um, the, I run to stay classy 5k because my friend Roberta encouraged me to sign up for it and it has a silly shirt. So I just did it. Um, and I ran a 23 19 and it was so hot. 731. I've, I almost puked. I would do that thing that I used to do in mountain biking where I'd tuck my chin to my chest so I didn't throw up. It was horrible. It was horrible. So those, those uh... Great though, right? Like, you're enjoying... Are you enjoying this? No. Because That one... It. That one, no. Great TP chase. I was like, ugh. Uh, I run to stay classy was so painful that I was like, I wish I hadn't done that. It is funny to me. I have to imagine that, uh... These to stay classy 5K was not designed with the intent of people reaching their PR. No, and you can't even submit your results. No, really? Not you. Even if you want to, you can't. Not I, even I if you want a to. Good optional submission. Nope. Because I totally get the note. Some people don't give a shit, but like it does feel nice to look at the rack and stack of how you did. Nope. Whoa. It's the worst. It makes me very sad. Wait, and I'm so I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask again. Your five, your your mile was a PR. Was the five k a PR? I'll never beat some of my old times. Okay, yeah. I think twenty two thirty is my best five k time. Unfortunately, the stash, stash dash was a three miler, but my pace mm. at the stash dash was a six fifty five, and there was a huge hill at the end. Also, yeah. I got first, and you got third in that race. Yeah. We were fast. Yeah. But we were not, like, fast. I, yeah. I just think about, like, our Huff 50K time. Like, I don't have to do a fast 50K ever again. I don't know. Because I did it. We, we ran, like, a 1019 for 30 miles. Yeah. Yeah, we ran a 536. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, did you have one more? So you did the TP chase and the yogging with the soft J. And I think I already talked about my track is not canceled. I think so too. I also have my, I have, it's funny, I've created a, so I've used uh, my box from my uh, Limitless Race swag as the place where virtual race stuff has to stay until I've done it and then I can take uh -huh. it out. But like, uh -huh. I just have it all in there as like, you don't get this until you've done you've done the thing. I do um, it. I do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, there has to be some, like, onus in it that it's like, you don't you don't get to wear the race shirt till you did the race. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I absolutely am abiding by that. Yes, we ran a ten fifty for thirty one and a half miles, on a trail with hills. I'm just think you had a panic attack in there. Like I did. We we stopped so that I could have a panic attack. We could have done that faster. What an ass. Side note, completely unrelated. Uh, I noticed in Facebook memories that four years ago was San Diego 100. I saw it too. <laughs> I saw it too. How? Good, good times. Good times. I can't believe we've been friends this long. I know. That's so crazy to me. So, you did a crazy bonkers ass thing and did a total did. number of, an insane total number of miles with, an in, with injuries. Like yeah. you came into this injured. Yeah, so I've I've been I've been biking quite a bit by my standards, not by cyclist standards, and I've done some like walking at my desk with a treadmill and like a mile. You've been biking a lot. Who cares about what cyclist standards are? That is very unlang. Yeah, okay. I just that's not anyways. A anyways, I have not been running since I did my virtual vertical five K attempt, which was May 2nd, so that was, wow. it's been a whole month more, ago, more than a month, more than a month ago. Um, so I, <laughs> there's nothing new about this theme of conversation for me because I've been saying this since November or December, where each time I'm like, my fitness is like throwing, throwing a dart with yeah. a blindfold on where I'm like, how does this I work? Does it feel good? Is it hard? Yeah. Like, am I going to be able to do it? Is it going to hurt? Am Nobody I, knows. Am I going to feel good about being able to do it? Am I going to feel bad about not being able to do, do it? Am I going to feel bad if I am able to? Like, there's just all these variables. I just always kind of feel like I'm just waiting. Rolling to do the it. dice. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Um, but, I, you know, and I should give I should give myself some credit. There's I, I pretty much every time I've decided to do something, I've done it. You know, even though I've felt some doubt about if I'd be able to do it. I've done it. So I can say that it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard, but it's like... You have base fitness and you have yes. strength. Yep. Um, so I haven't run in a month. I've been cycling and doing some other stuff, but I've been signed up for the Limitless Vertical Challenge, which was a week of reaching specific levels um, that equated like... Uh, the first level, I think, was the Empire State Building. So it was like after 6,000 feet, you could unlock a... Not 6,000 feet, the Empire State Building isn't 6,000 feet tall. I think it was like two or 3,000. I'm going to look them up because I, I thought yeah. they were interesting. Yep. So it was like the Empire State Building, then Camelback Mountain, which is a peak in Arizona. And then, you know, once you got to like... 8,000 or something. It was Mount Mitchell, which is the highest point east of Mississippi. And uh, at 28,000 feet or 29,000 feet, that was the Everest level. So as you went along in the week and you reached certain elevation thresholds, you get to unlock these digital badges, which was a really fun way to just kind of play along. And it was cool to see everybody's results as you went along because you could submit your results as often as you wanted. So if you wanted to do it right after your activity, you wanted to do it every day, you only wanted to do it at the end of the week, you could do it however you wanted. So it was like watching a live results standings board. So like some days I would be like third, third. Females. Yeah, sometimes I would be like top 10 overall. And of course that moved everywhere. And I think I ended up being maybe 14th female, 14th. which I'm, I'm totally down with. It's amazing. Um, but out of, out of how many? Like 800. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if that was like 100K or 100 yeah, miler. That would absolutely. make you crazy elite. It, it does make you crazy elite. Yeah. And so the highest the highest uh, elevation level was double vision, which was double Everest, which is 58,058 feet. 
And I, leading up to this, I was like, okay, I'm going to do at least Everest, if not double Everest, because I didn't know what my how my body was going to respond. I was doing all of my elevation gain on my dear, dear friend Kirby, who is my trash treadmill that's up on wood blocks. Um, I made a tribute video to her. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure I'll end up reposting it at some point. Um, it's so good. Also, I hope you repost it forever. But I also considered, like, Kirby might explode. Kirby's from 1989. It may not be able to handle, I'm sorry, she may not be able to handle that much and might just explode into flames. And if that happens, I need to not be disappointed because uh, I thought if I needed to, I didn't think that I could do it on a trail or outside because I felt confident about my ability to go up all of this. But if I had to add in the down, I was like, I would, I would more than likely hurt myself because I haven't been running. I haven't been doing the downhill. Yeah, blowing when, out your quads. Yeah, for sure. Your my ankles. Knees, everything would just explode into flames, I think. So I had a goal of doing, like, uh, it worked out to be about 8,000 feet of gain each day. And that meant doing a little under four hours. <laughs> captured on the YouTube video, guys, so if, if, if you want some dog entertainment. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so good. Oh, God. I apologize, but it no, makes me really giggle. <laughs> She's going to do it again. I can see it. She's just like, that's fine. Just waiting for the conversation. You're like, no, I'm going to do it again. <sighs> okay. Okay. So uh, I needed to do like six and a half miles every day on Kirby, which was about four hours every single day on Kirby. And <laughs> Lauren's gonna lose it. Um, and I tried to do like two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. I did that back to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I mean, she does this like once a month. This is not like, I wouldn't laugh if this was like a daily, multiple day occurrence, but gotcha. like, I You're hang out with her 20. You're such a dog mom. You're such uh, a dog mom. I'm not. I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> badge is like the time from your start to your to when you're like I wave the white flag but you could have what up to seven days or up to six days up to seven days so it started okay. at the beginning of of the week your time locally and went to the end of the week your time okay. locally so yeah so you, you did a total a of five hours, hours five, or five days and 11 hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay um so yeah, I'd like chug through every day. Monday was Memorial Day. I did my four hours and then call it quits. And I have to tell you, for the first three days, every single time I got done with Kirby, I was wrecked. Like sit on the floor, wrapped in a towel because drink I was a, drink Coca Cola, drinking Coca Cola, like str- like going like full bore, like I'm I'm in the middle of a hundred and I just need. like processing thoughts and just having to tell Andy and Arbor like I'm gonna be like a shell of a person all week like I'm you know if you try and have a conversation with me I'm probably just going to stare vacantly at you and not be able to offer much so I was surprised because I knew I assumed that it would be harder physicality wise and it just melted my brain and not even like I was bored which I was prepared for that too. I wasn't bored. It was just that when I got done, I felt like, uh, What did you, how many hours on average did you, did you do for the first few days? Because I know you had one big bulky day where you did a shitload, but like average-wise. I average, did an average of four hours every day until wow. I loaded up on the end. I think I ended up doing like, maybe like, I think it ended up being that I needed to do actually an average of like 3.85 hours every day. And I did four hours most days, which gave me enough of a head start that on Saturday, I was in a good position when I had more time to do it. Um, but luckily after, when I started to get to the last two days, 
I was in a much better position, but it was, I think, it was either Thursday or Friday. Uh, no, it was Friday. I, I just, I had, I had work until late, and then I had, like, two Zoom calls that I was doing for other stuff, and just was like... Wait, you, how do you, I don't understand how you work and do this. I wasn't. I, I'm saying I worked, and then I... So I had one day where I didn't get on... I wasn't able to do a morning session. So I was trying to do, like, a morning session before I started work and then do the rest of my time when I was done with work. I had one day that I needed to get into work as soon as possible in the morning. So I had to start on the treadmill at 4.45, I think, and be on the treadmill for four hours. No. Yeah. No. So I did on that day, I was like, okay, I've got a little bit of extra whatever banked. I'm going to stop at 8.30 instead of 9 o'clock and just make it up later, even though I really didn't want to, because I was just like, I need to be done, I need to be done, I need to be done. Um, But so then... painful to me. Yeah. Doing that all at at once on a school night breaks my brain. I don't think I I could do it. Yeah, I had two nights that I went to 8 o'clock or later. <laughs> and then did you go directly to bed afterwards? Or did you, like, decompress no, and eat and hang I would out? Take a sh- I would take a shower and eat anything that I could. Because also, as you and I know, Ragnar rules were still kind of in effect. Oh, which was yeah, like, you eat whenever you're not running. I, and I pretty much, I tried to, um, I told Andy, I was like, yeah. I was like, I know it seems crazy, but every time I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And he's like, well... I I think you should always do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, hmm, yes, yeah, revolutionary. That's a pretty that's good. good point. Yeah, it's good advice. But I I think I ate at least twice as many calories as I normally do. I definitely had two extra like full meals. I kept a family size bag of sour patch watermelon. growling I was so hungry like how did you not burn all of your flavor receptors off by eating a family size bag of watermelon sour I balanced it with protein so I had you like lick lick the butter nugget eat (laughs) eat the thing that burns your flesh off uh I I had at least two Kirby sessions where I have like this little pedestal thing that I used to hold my laptop for podcasting and I would have the pedestal thing like up next to the treadmill with like my water bottle and chapstick and a, te- a hand towel and I had two at least two sessions where I had all that normal stuff and also had a bowl of pierogies and a, oh, a, I want a that. container of juice and my Sour Patch watermelons and I was like this is a good thing I'm doing, right? And I felt like, I mean, this isn't this isn't the worst way to spend to spend some time. So, I mean, if you're sweating your nuggets off four hours a day, you might as well eat whatever you fucking feel like it. Also, yes. also, the AC, as you know, does not get back to my office very no, well. So it's during horrible. the week while it was really warm, I would just essentially boil myself and just like heat the room up hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and, hotter and would come. That's would horrible. I wouldn't realize until I, like, stepped out and came back in that I was like, oh, I'm just, like, lobstering myself where I'm just boiling myself. Like, you put me in room temperature water and I boiled myself. How do you even rehydrate from something like that? I I just, you know, I kept my water bottle close and just drank as much as I You're very good at hydrating. Um, So I got done with Friday and was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm hoping to do, like, a lot on Saturday and Sunday. Like, I'm just going to try and hammer it out. And, like, Saturday, um, I ended up doing uh, quite quite a bit. I'm I'm not sure how many. uh, Oh, I can probably look it up for you. I was right on your results, so it wouldn't be hard. Um, Would that be your final link? That would be my final day. Well, I'm just trying to think of how many, so I did... You did a 20-minute chunk in the evening at 8.19 p.m. I know the answer to this. So on most days, I was looking to do, like, 8,000 feet of gain. I did uh, 15,000 feet of gain on Saturday and was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do my last little bit on Sunday 
and you know do whatever I need to do so I after my brain cooled off and I was really stoked and proud of myself on Saturday for doing I had done three big sessions I ended up doing five six seven hours on Saturday and I was like great I've done a huge chunk of time I feel great like I finally gotten acclimated the temperature outside was much much cooler so I could have the windows open everything was great and I was like great I'm in a great position to finish up on Sunday and I was got to the end of the night and I'm doing all my calculations and I'm like okay so let's see like what I need to do tomorrow and I looked at it and I was like I've got 750 feet that I need to do to finish and I was like I cannot make myself no. wait till tomorrow. No, I no. I need to just knock this out and be done. So So you did more than seven hours in a day? I did. So I had, I granted, the last little bit I had to do was 21 minutes. But I, I definitely left myself some room to be like, hey, if you don't want to do this this evening, you don't have to. Because if somebody moves the finish line like that, it, feel, it can feel very like, no, no. Oh, yeah. You can yeah, say it's torture. You want to me. I'm not gonna. Do I'm not it. going. Yes. But luckily, my brain was like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. And I was like, okay, 0.6 miles, 788 feet, let's go. So I got back on and did my last 788 uh, feet again, ended with a total of 58,170 feet of gain over the course of six days. That's mm. insane. You are the champion. Um, I did like a total of 27 hours on Kirby. and Oh, yeah, yeah. How many miles? This is what blows my hair back. And almost 45 miles. That's more than I ran in the last, like, two weeks. I have not hit more than that. That's. Uh, it just, it makes me, I like got done and was like, I am an athlete, you know? You can be able to not do something else, but you're still an athlete. And I was just like, I am an athlete. This is not a thing that everyone can do. I did it, again, kind of on a whim. Like, if we're being honest, we did these things on, on a whim. Oh, yeah. And I did it. And I didn't hurt myself. And I didn't, like, puke my brains out. Um, I'm still able to do basic math. I'm in a, I'm in a good spot. And so, you... Went running and oh, were yeah. able to run. Yeah, so, and since then, as of this morning, actually, I went for a mile and a half run. Again, I haven't run in a month and two days, but who's counting? And I was able to go for a run without pain, which I have been scared to go on a run because it hurt for a long time. So, I mean, I you figure if you can, you can, you figure, anything. I mean, if you can walk uphill at a ridiculous grade for 45 miles in a week. You can probably run a little. You would think so. You think so. And I Although did. it's not always true. It's not no, always it's true. It's not always apples to apples. Like, but uh, yeah, I'm super proud of myself. And I did, you know, my little Kirby spoof video and ended up so winning good. Treadmill Thursday. So. Oh I'm yeah, do you know what you won? I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I just feel. I feel like. I feel powerful. I feel creative i feel fulfilled amazing just, you know and it's funny you and i have talked about like these virtual races and what they've kind of given to us over this quarantine period and like they they really have just uh they have been like a shot in the arm like every time yeah. i needed it to be a reminder oh, yes. of like hey i know you have all these this crazy stuff and all the things happening in the news happening in the world happening to you personally but you are still these things. You are still a powerful female that's an athlete. And, like, you may not feel like you've got your shit together, but you you are the shit. Yeah. You may not have your shit together, but you are the shit. Please yeah. send me that bumper sticker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have not. I wanted to post it this week, but I've gone. I'm muted other than um, information about uh, Black Lives Matter. But I... I will eventually post. I have just a wall of COVID medals at this point. Whoa, weird. Yeah, and cool. It is substantial, and I'm not even done receiving them. And I'm excited to share that with you guys. Because it's, really it's insane. Good. It's insane. I took down the rest of my medals for the time being because I wanted to put up, I wanted my office to look cute. 
Yeah, I'm trying to keep the uh, like the freshest metals behind me, like in the the mm-hmm. podcast background. So some of those. Do you have the nine rouge. Yeah, I got good. nine rouge gain and limitless here in the middle, which. Uh, oh, it's so good. You know, if you guys are pondering uh, our Vipa virtual race, highly encourage you to do so because they're swag. I got I got the sweatpants, which is just you know. Yeah. That's the so upper it's... echelon of swag, you know? Whatever. I am doing one of their races as well. I'm doing a night 54K in mid-June. That's this month. You know what's funny? I hear cute numbers like 54K, and because it's not a standard distance, I think my head's like, oh, cool, instead of being like, yeah, that's, what, 32 miles? Uh-huh, it's like 35 30... yeah. I know, and I wanted to do, there's like another challenge where you do every single distance, which it's like 128K, and I was like, that's fine, I could do it. Uh, that's almost a 100 miler. No, maybe I'm, o- I'm okay. <laughs> I don't think I actually want that. I think I'm okay. Although. So I just got the regular medal. You know, consider that I, I feel like you signed up for the lockdown adventure race, uh, Maybe as an afterthought, or maybe not thinking about what it actually entailed, and it sounds like it was very fulfilling for you. So maybe you should just, like, accidentally sign up for a thing and then see how it goes. Mm. Your eye just went real winky. Yeah, well, I mean, I do get crazy ideas. I have had some crazy ideas. But I don't want to indulge. Yeah, and, I mean... I. Uh, and I'm sure you're feeling this way too. And I, I actually had this thought today about when to start leaving space for non-virtual activities. So like, you know, like you don't want to sign up for a virtual race that's in August, right? Because like maybe maybe a real thing would happen in nope. August. No, I'm not um, betting on that at all. No, and I guess and I guess I'm not saying like for certainty on anything, but like um, like the fall. Uh, you know, like the fall is this really, this nope. really weird. Not counting on that either. Gray area. Um, the only thing I'm counting on for the fall that I'm hoping for, and I'm not counting on literally anything else, is Berkeley Fall Classic mm-hmm. and Adventure Race Nationals. And I'm not signing up for anything else, nor am I counting on anything to exist. Yeah. You I'm know what they not. say if you've got two giant races coming up, hopefully they're on back to back weekends. Are those still, those are back-to-back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, it's not like you're using up your PTO for anything else. (laughs) Uh, I have a couple vacations. I have a couple vacations. I'm going to Leadville. Yeah. Oh, and that's the kind of thing I mean, too. So you're, um, you're have on the schedule right now, the, a trip to Leadville. That's the kind of stuff that I mean, like leaving space for like Mm. non-virtual stuff, because as soon as, as soon as me and my family feel responsible to travel out of state. Like, I have to imagine we're going to Denver, like, immediately to go on an adventure or something. Because, you know, we had our big trip uh, that we canceled right before this happened. And just, I think we're just feeling like I need to remember that there is a world that exists out of the bubble that is Columbus, Ohio. Um, So, yeah. So just, you know, and maybe I'm just being optimistic thinking about, like, oh, well, I, I don't know that I would feel... Although that's a great thing about virtual races, right? If we get to August 1st and there's still nothing on the calendar, we can be like, well, let's sign up for another 13 virtual races. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. If there's nothing else to do and you can't safely do real real races, that's what I will do. Yeah. But I don't even know. It's like I have to remember not to constantly train at full tilt. Like, I think this week I was supposed to have a down week. I kind of had a down week last week. I had a very low amount of miles last week. Didn't you do your mile and or 5K last week? I did my mile. But I did I did totally like a very low amount of miles for the week. I know. But how many of your low number of total miles were a very hard effort miles? One. You didn't do your yogging with a soft That was this week. That was this week. Okay. All right. And I do have to throttle back. I should say, I still firmly believe right now, everyone, please listen, dear listener, everyone needs to do what keeps them healthy and happy and feels like the most responsible decision for them. 
I feel like for some people that answer is going to be running as many miles as you can, even if you will very likely get injured. Mm-hmm. I think even if you knew that an injury was like impending any day right now, you would not change how you have been physically expressing yourself for the last two months. No. 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 I would not. Yeah. And nor would I. Like, I had a conversation with Andy before I tried to go for my run. I was like, you know what? Regardless of if this run today hurts or not, or if I continue to run more or not, I've really enjoyed this month not running. Because it's just been a reminder to be like, hey, there's other things that you can do. Like slogging along on a treadmill in your office, like going for a gravel bike ride that you've never done before. Like this is not the only thing that you're capable of. So, you know, just every, everyone should do, you should be encouraged to do the thing that is responsible and fulfilling for you because there is no one thing that we should all be doing. There's no right way. There is no right way. There's a better way. Yeah. And it's not a right way. Yeah. And there's, I mean... Uh, this isn't the case in normal life either, but especially now when there's no clear guidelines on what everyone should or shouldn't be doing, it's like, hey, do what you can not get other people sick, wear a GD mask, but if, if, if you need to go out and crush a bunch of miles, you should do that. If you only want to run in the treadmill in your basement, even though there's glorious trails right outside your door, do the treadmill in your basement. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it for me for this week, and I'd like to say uh, Black Lives Matter, and that's all I have to say. Black Lives Matter.